Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's a special episode for you. Uh, last Sunday, I had the pleasure of going to a local wrestling show, a company called Wrestle Island, based in Birkenhead. Uh, had a lovely, lovely time Sunday afternoon, and I brought back a frequent collaborator, Faye, who went to the show as well to give you a quick review of it. How was it going? Hi, Faye? guys. It was very good, and thank you for having me again. Um, yeah, I took my son with Matthew with us. He he really enjoyed it. Yeah. He was really engaged, and it was it was a lot of fun. probably the most family friendly, family friendly wrestling show I think I've ever been to. It was so good. I'm going to go back to the next one. Like I mean, They had face painting. They were selling Astrovilt behind the bar. Like, it was great. What more do you need? <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I think every other show, regardless of it being family friendly, should take note. Every show should offer face painting and sweets behind the bar. Like, family friendly doesn't just mean no blood and no swearing. Like, you have to, like, actually provide an environment that entertains kids. And they did that really, really well. Yeah, yeah. And RP. Um, I'll get on to how they interacted with the kids as we go on, I guess. But it was it was very good. It was great. I, yes. it, it had a very feel good, um, feel good atmosphere about it. And when we went in, I noticed as well the ring was really elevated. Yeah. So no matter where you were sitting, you got a good view. Yeah, they really thought it through. I mean, this was our first WrestleMania show for both of us. I think yeah. you're definitely going to go back again. I'll probably go back again. I'd love yeah. to go back and, and see another show. I really enjoyed it. The in-ring action was, we'll get to it on top, but it was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the card was fantastic. The, the atmosphere was incredible. Uh, there were 300 people there, they said on Twitter, which considering this this took place like hours before the Liverpool Victory Parade was incredible. All the state, the transport was boned. A couple, I know a couple of wrestlers for the Rumble couldn't make it because of like the transfer, the, tr- the transport to Liverpool was just knackered. Yeah, it wasn't happening. So for, for that many people to show up for a show, like literally while the Liverpool Football Club are parading trophies around the city, says how well regarded this promotion is in the Northwest and in, in the Merseyside area. It was really good to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they did really well with that. And I think as a taster as well, the way they marketed this one, because I knew about this before, because I got this through winning a raffle ticket to TNT. You winning raffles? I can't believe that. Unhe- unheard of, unheard of. Um, but I saw this loads advertised on Twitter, on Facebook, and I was like, you know what? I was going to go to it anyway, I think, um, because it just seems so, so cool. Like, they just promoted it so well. I mean, they, they advertised the Disney Plus Deathmatch, didn't they? Which, that had me through the door regardless. Yeah, like, you just throw that on and I'm like, yeah. Gosh. And then they were capping it with a rumble match, which, you know, that's how you get me. That's how you get me. Like, those two things, <laughs> boom, I'm in. Nonsense and um, rumbles. Absolutely. But we don't start with that. No, we, started, we don't. We started weirdly. Not weirdly, but yeah, sort of. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, with the women's, the Wrestle Island Women's Championship match. And this was Alexis Falcon, who, if you're in any way 
familiar with independent wrestling in the UK, particularly in the Northwest, you'll know Alexis Falcon. She is, she went to this as the WrestleMania Women's Champion. She is the current TNT Women's Champion. She yeah. holds, I think she holds mother belts as well. She's been, she's wrestled all over the place. Uh, she's fantastic. She's one of the, the, since, well, since I started seeing her matches, which sort of came right after, after lockdown. Yeah. She's been one of the ever present top tier female performers in the UK. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of work for Progress recently as well. I think she's been on Eve. Oh, that's okay. As well. Cool. Um, don't quote me on that, but I know she's been at Progress loads. She is absolutely someone who's one to keep an eye on. She's on the up and up. She'll she'll land somewhere pretty big pretty soon. I think she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's so good. The Iron Queen herself. I've seen her hit Lizzie Ever with a crock with thumbtacks on it for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but there was no Lizzie Ever to be found today. Instead, she was taking on from the crowd reaction, beloved babyface Harley Hudson. Top scouser. Top scouser Harley, Harley Hudson. She was, the the pop when she came out was unbelievable. She had like, I mean, I've never seen Alexis get, not booed, but like, just get silence when she yeah, tried to get like, like. get like the lesser reaction. Yeah. Um, she, as she, well, no, she, she, she kind of had to lean into it a bit, didn't she? And sort of like, heal up not in the ring yeah. to the crowd like sort of heal up mm-hmm. to the crowd a little bit because no way was she getting cheered over Harley from, from this crowd anyway as well I was really excited for this match because the last time that I saw Harley wrestle she sustained an injury oh was that she, she broke her foot yeah yeah, yeah she was out for a while wasn't she yeah and that was the first time that I'd seen her wrestle and I was like I really really love this girl she's brilliant and she's she's been great on Twitter and I couldn't make it to Siren's Fury so I was really sad that I couldn't see her wrestle that was but, her comeback match wasn't it Siren's Fury in the, yeah. in the women's rumble there so uh, so you described this match to me while it was happening as Ariel beating up Tinkerbell yeah yeah because Harley's just like an angry pixie and it's brilliant <laughs> Uh, yeah, this match was really, really good. Um, it was like I, I don't want to, I don't want to like say, you know, about it. It was a women's match, but for a yeah. women's match, there was a lot of striking. Yeah, it was stiff. Like <laughs> they really, were really hitting really each other, stiff. like really yeah. hard. I was like worried. I was like, no, I don't want either of these girls to get injured, but they could go. And there was some like soup, like um. Alexis hit her finisher, which is kind of like a, a Blade Runner. Yeah, that's what I said to you, wasn't it? It was like, oh my yeah. God, she's done the Blade Runner. And like, Harley, I got dead excited. Harley kicked out, which was unbelievable. Shocking. The pop yeah. was enormous. Even Trent couldn't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, loads of like really cool neck breakers from Alexis. Uh, she, did, she did a natural selection as well, which was phenomenal. And Harley was so quick as well. Like, and she was even jumping from the ropes, which were. Um, Really loose, but we find out why they were really loose later on in the show. Um, but honestly, it was so good. And I, yeah, just... And we, we, had like our, we had our first moment of the night when Harley Hudson hit her finisher, which is, I couldn't really describe it. It's it's like a move. She sort of puts a leg over Alexa's head and then like does like a spin thing and like slams on the floor. It was rough. Like I've, so, I've, I've seen it. I've seen someone do something similar. But I can't remember what it was called. Not like not rough as in like oh that was landed badly, but rough as in like oh that is a it that looked, is a it, murder of a move. It looked really impactful and it was really yeah. cool. And yeah, that was good for the win. And Harley Hudson becomes the new Wrestle Island Women's Champion. Not so on the one hand, I'm kind of 
a little bit upset that I didn't see the build to this because I'm guessing this was like the culmination of a journey for Harley. But on yeah. the other hand, I'm really glad that I was here for this moment because this feels like like a new chapter in for the promotion and for the division, which I'm really yeah. glad we got to come in at this point. Totally. And the pop from the crowd when she won. Oh my god. It was, it was yeah, it was it was deafening and like it was it was the first of a couple of really cool moments. Right? And there was like Harley was selling like the emotion, well, just selling, just overcome with the emotion of the moment. Um, yeah, she was, you know, almost on the verge of tears. She was that like elated and that emotional. And then her, I'm, I'm assuming it was her partner came out and and they had a, yeah. big, a big hug in the, in the middle of the ring. And it was it was, it was lovely. It was, it was beautiful. It was really cool. And it really kicked the the show off on a really good note. Yeah, I loved all these moments where like people were getting thanked by other people, like congratulated. It was nice. You don't see that enough, I don't think. No. Sorry, we, I totally forgot. We forgot to do the talk about the opening segment, but we'll talk. About, we can roll it into the next bit or the next match. So we're really professional yeah. here. This is this is a <laughs> yeah. No, Harley Hudson, like top stuff. Can't wait to see what she does going forward. Um, I'm really excited as, as champion. It's going to be phenomenal. Really looking forward to it. Uh, right. So next up, then we had the two on two, one handicap match, and this was Charlie Brennan, um, who looked yeah pretty cool. Again, a lot of these guys we were seeing for the first time, and he was going up against the Violent Gentleman Society, who came out with just the most swag I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so good. They look, their gear, their merch is just like so there. And I was, I wasn't sold on them at first. I don't think, especially as the crowd were like super, super behind Charlie. Mm, they had like big, well. they had big heat. Um, VGS, yeah, it was huge. but then. What can we say about Casey Payne? I mean, Chrissy Quinlan, oh. Chrissy Quinlan was great, but Casey Payne, Jesus Christ, did he impress me? We described, I'm excited to see him fight again. We described him as basically just a really scouse big boss man. Yeah, if he was from Toffee. he was just he had he was he had like the smack talk down, and he was like jeering with the crowd when he wasn't in the match. Yeah. He was hitting all these like massive power moves on Brennan. Yeah, it was it was yeah. really really yeah. good. He's like he's like crazy crazy like he he feeds off that energy so well that you just like you can't help but like him yeah it's like you, you kind of love to hate him because he's so yeah. he's so he's so beautifully detestable and it, it worked really well uh so violent Jet decided to pick up the win as a result of interference from their manager slash sort of top guy tommy jackson yeah however as they're celebrating with so at this point um the GM of Wrestle Island had been out yeah. earlier in the night to sort of do some housekeeping and he come out again. He's you described him as Vince McMahon meets the demon headmaster. That's exactly it. He's his gimmick is he's a teacher and he's got like the tweed jacket with the leather elbow patches and everything. His name is Mr. Wilson, I think. Yes. yes. Um so he's the GM and he's obviously a heel. But then the owner of Wrestle Island, Big, Big Papa, Papa Pete, Pete. He is I like him. he is unashamedly a face and they're like kind of at odds. And so Pete comes out to mention his interference to the referee. I think it was Greenwood, wasn't it? It was referring this one. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was no, was it or was it the um the female ref they had? I can't remember. No, it was the female because Greenwood had just done um had just done. Yeah, because because Payne shoved her, remember at one point. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Was... And everybody really hated that. Yeah. Which was great. Um so Green we told Greenwood they told the ref about the interference, so they restarted the match. And while they were sort of sort of bitching and moaning about it, Brennan just rolls up. Was it Quinlan who rolled up? Yeah, he rolled up Quinlan straight away. It was yeah. real quick. Picked up the win and then just dived out the ring and him and Pete sort of... 
um just so had a little did, celebration. Did, did, did a bit of a run out of celebrate. And yeah. then um Tommy Jackson gets in the ring because it feels like the beef is between Jackson and Brennan, and like this was just like a sort of stepping stone on the way to well, what we're gonna get at the, the next fight. show. Oh, so next next show it's gonna be a gentleman's rules match. So Mr. Wilson mm-hmm. will be in Jackson's corner and Pete will be Big in Papa Charlie's corner, and the only way to win is for the other cornerman to throw in the towel. That's that's gonna be at which point Wilson was just screaming, I'm never gonna throw the towel in. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it was yeah, superb. It, it's really good. It's really cool to see. And this is one thing that I've really enjoyed since I've started going back to indie shows, like post-pandemic, is the commitment to ongoing storylines and character work that you never used to get on the indies. It used to just be flippy match, flippy match, flippy match. Now it feels more like the wrestling you see on TV, just given a more sort of local focus. And as well, these like it feels as well that the storylines almost carry over to other promotions as well. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, how's this going to affect this? And you feel like you're watching something. Got a little Merseyside Forbidden Door going on. It's great. I'm I'm here for it because um, with the Disney the Disney death match, um, there was a match at Ignition um, between Brian Adenson that Brian Adenson was in and um, Hustle Malone came out to that. Oh, cool. So it was like a nice little preview to this which well, was nice speaking of crossing over we, next up we had a literal tnt match yeah well forbidden door what what's that <laughs> we don't door, know what that is swinging yeah. off attendance at this point because uh, <laughs> cameron solace was here with the initial championship defending it which you're always nice to see cam he's a he's a real good ambassador for tnt and a really lad. yeah really, he's a really nice guy and a really cracking wrestler we, we were we said to each other we were a bit concerned that the bar here didn't look like it was jump offable because it had no, like it an awning over it so he was yeah. he couldn't he couldn't do a moonsault off that unfortunately he still achieved the moonsault though and that's that's what matters yeah <laughs> so he was taking on el garapo carlos samora from scandinavia yeah, who had some frankly alarming shade of gear. Oh yeah, this was the guy. <laughs> so he had like his trunks were like the same color as his spray tan, and it looked like he wasn't wearing clothes, and that was weirdly distracting because he looked like a Ken doll. That's all I could see. But the match okay, so itself, this he guy's, really took it. This guy's actually he was actually born in Malaga, but <laughs> he grew up in Denmark. Wow, that's a hell of a journey. Yeah. Yeah, and he's um he's also um, got a background in martial arts and tennis, I MMA. Mean, and yeah, tennis. I mean he looks he looks like a tennis trainer, doesn't he? To be fair, yeah, his, he does. His tan was impeccable. He was bronzed. We said, didn't we? Adam Cole needs to take notes. Yeah, like, it was it was good tan action. It was great. But especially next to Cam, who's like the pastiest goth boy you've ever seen. It was like two ends of the um the color spectrum. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Pantone um, chipboard. Yeah, super fun match. Um, Carlos took a lot of the early offense. Like he was on top. Like he was almost like taunting Cameron, like slapping him around. He was shouting at him at one point, like act like tell him to act like a champion. Yeah, yeah, he was like getting that trash talk in. Um, and he just he he was very quick as well. He he matched Cam, but also like felt like he was running circles around Cam for a bit. Yeah, it's not often you see Cameron in a match where he's not the fastest guy in the ring. Yeah. And yeah, and Carlos was definitely, definitely, especially nearly going, he definitely had a step on him. He was like, Cameron's chasing shadows for the most part. Mm-hmm. He was trying to, uh, trying to land those, those thick boy moves. But um, Cameron turned it around, eventually got on top, busted out the high flying, 
and picks up the win with a tombstone. Yeah, it's Cam. It's Cam's signature, that isn't it? Yeah, and then after the match, there was a show of respect. Cam helped Carlos up. There was a handshake. It was very nice. Yeah, raised hands. It was good to see. Good sport. Good sportsmanship. It was. Uh, yeah, so that drew us to the end of the first half, um, which was yeah. yeah. The, the energy was. It was a nice way to end that first half as well because the energy was up there then. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was it, the show had a really good tempo and a really good pacing, and like they kept like all the big matches. So the, the, there was only three matches per half, but like they kept like respectfully to the first half. They kept like the big the, the three big ticket matches to the second half. Yeah, and so the second half. So even even though these matches were really exciting and really fun, at the end, fully got a feeling like, oh shit, this is all, this is like all killer. It's now. about to go down. Yeah. They were saying that, weren't they? They were like, get your stuff because next it's a death match and everyone was like real Yeah, go, real and get, go and get your drinks, go and get your sausage rolls, get your cheeseburgers, oh, get so your good. astrovotes. So, and yeah. And then we had the second half and we had Brian Adenson coming out. Um, and Luke Brywalker, I believe he was Luke referred to Brywalker, as. Luke Brywalker, that is very true, yeah. So he came out in like full Luke Skywalker like robes from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It was incredible. Oh, with the Chanel boots. Yeah. Um, Hustle Malone had his uh, level of briefcase, which is basically their, their version of Money in the Bank. Uh, what so was my... he dressed as? Just... He had like the, the, the red and blue glasses. And I'm wondering, was that meant to be like a character from a Disney or something? I don't know. It was just him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not he, sure. He so calls obviously... himself the protagonist, and a lot of it is film references with him anyway. Be- like Because I was seeing a lot of these guys for the first time, I couldn't tell if anything they were doing was like special for the show or whether it was like their normal gear. Well, from what I gathered from... Because um, Brian loves dressing up anyway. At a TNT Halloween show, he dressed up as Rio and did the Hadouken. It was oh, nice. brilliant. <laughs> um, but... was, that, was that the same one as um, when Shreddy came out? as Shreddy Kruger. Yeah, and um, G Money came out as the Mundertaker. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> night. But him and Simon Miller has a great like tag match. But what the thing is is that Brian Adenson, when he gets asked to dress up, he goes like the full. Yeah, I mean that was that was like hard. you could have wore that to Comic Con. Like it was oh, easy. It was a, it was a stupendous costume, and he kept the robe on for a long time. As well. Yeah, I don't know how he wrestles in that. <laughs> but Hustle Malone, what I've gathered is. Is that his character? Is that he's very he sees himself as the protagonist. A lot of it is like, well, now I'm the main character and stuff like that. Like, it's all very film director oh, nice. type thing. So maybe that just was his gear. Like, yeah, it looks great anyway. I I love the glasses. Yeah. So we start out with a lightsaber fight, obviously. Yeah, standard. Um, and this this proceeds. They put even they put two other fates on over the sound system. Yeah. Um, and those lightsabers were hard as well. Yeah. Like all the kids had inflatable ones, but they were like, no, plastic, and we're going to hit each other dead on with them. This carried on until one of them just flew apart, basically, and just destroyed itself. <laughs> and then he got the um, I have the high ground, that got yeah. a big pop. So Brian was on the ring apron and Hustle was on the floor. Yeah, and Brian shouted, <laughs> I have it over, I have the high ground. Oh, which, which, so was, good. which was fantastic. Um, Hulk fists. Well, yeah, so Hulk the, the Hulk fists, we'll talk about the Hulk fists. So the Hulk fists got brought out. They didn't get used straight away. But when yeah. Malone went to use one later, he tried it and they were like, they were like foam. foam. So he just hit him <laughs> and nothing happened. And it was, I like that. They didn't sell it. He was like, no, no, mate, that's clearly foam. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Why? But, um, and the the Captain America shield. Now, the one they had at Ignition was metal. 
So I don't know if that was the same one, and if it was, they got hit hard with it. I think it was. Pl- I hope it was plastic. Um, yeah, because the yeah. other one that they had at ignition was like tin. Right. Okay. So it was like. This, I mean, this, this this one was quite small because it was because Malone had it in his briefcase, didn't he? And he sort of brought yeah. it out at the start of the match. Uh, they had Thor's like hammer from Endgame. That was big. Stormbreaker was big. Stormbreaker, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. And it was a point where like Ainsen had it, and he was like, "Which side?" And he was like, "Which side to they use?" And it was waiting for the fans to cheer. <laughs> with- it was really good. And then he choked them with it. Yeah. Win. Oh, uh, Hustle Malone uh, boosted Baby Yoda into the into the crowd as well at the start. Of the Everyone, match. he got a big boo for that. Yeah, no one wanted that. <laughs> it was. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't five star wrestling, but god damn, it was good fun, wasn't it? The best shout from the crowd was, he's only 50 years old when, when he got boosted. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so entertaining. I mean, credit to both the guys for like for making this because it could have been a mess, but they really yeah. they really committed to it and they really made it like super, super a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Brian picked up a win. And you know, good defeats evil as as it should. Yeah. And he is evil. Well, possibly it's evil. Well, we'll find. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, right, we'll move on to the main. Well, to the, the main event. Maybe the rumble. We'll move on to the to the title match, uh, the wrestling title match. So, at the start of the show, um, Mr. Wilson announced that Warren Banks had had to vacate the title because of injury. He had just seen mm-hmm. a shoulder injury, and he wasn't going to be at the show. So, Lance Rivera, who was going to be challenging him, was going to go up against Prince himself. Yes, was going to go up against a, a a new opponent, and it was revealed to be Joey Hayes. Yep. Someone I don't know a great deal about, but it's not, he's he was from Lee. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been going for like twenty odd years. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I'm just looking at this now. His 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 signature move is the mayonnaise and the JKO. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all I'm all, I'm all for someone who calls the finisher mayonnaise. <laughs> um, I mean, he 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 looked he looked very good, didn't he? Um, it was a really fun match, like really technical. Yeah, um, he didn't. Considering that that was meant to be a big return for Joey Hayes, though, Joey Hayes did not get the cheer. No, the crowd were firmly behind Lance, like yeah, firmly. Like, yeah, it wasn't even close. Lance there was no contest. Lance uh, was beloved. Like even like little kids, like you think like Lance shouldn't appeal to young children, but he does here for some reason. Yeah, it felt like it felt like we crossed into a parallel universe because he's absolutely hated in TNT. Not hater, but you know what I mean? Like, he, he yeah. plays the part of the heel really well. But here he's just, like, a really good, like, sympathetic baby face. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to see, because he's really nice. And I was happy for him. Um, well, yeah, because... Well, I can't, well, how did, what did he What did he have to win? I can't remember what, what movie won with. Um, I honestly can't remember. It was... It, again, this was another, like, was, fast match. It was just like, all... It was all just lost in the emotion and the moment. Like... Yeah, that's that's what it felt like more. This was a storytelling thing, but for Lance, like solely for Lance. Yeah, um, it was it was very much like even just throughout the course of the match, it was Lance like arriving. It was Lance becoming like fulfilling his his destiny almost, wasn't it? Like it was very yeah. Dis- very Disney in that sort of sense. And that he, like, well, he's you know he's a prince. It's a Disney thing. It was inevitable. Yeah. So yeah, Lance picks up the win, becomes the Wrestle Island champion, and immediately. 
he's, he jumps out. He's in the crowd. He's standing on chairs. Drinking he's, beer. He's drinking beer. He's posing with kids. He goes over to see his friends. Goes over oh. to see his girlfriend. Like big hugs all around. He's about to leave. He goes over to like the hardcore fans at the corner and hugs all them. Like shows the belt. Yeah. Walks up the ramp and at the very last second before he goes to the curtain, out comes Hustle Malone from behind him. Uh, actual villain. You know, legitimate nuisance. Hustle Malone. Yeah. Clobbers him with the briefcase. Throws him in the ring. And after, oh, that's that's our lunch one. Sorry, he hit two super kicks. That was it because I and, said this to you. I was like, I'm really enjoying the amount of super kicks. Yeah, and on the second, on the it. second one, he just kind of fell backwards on top of him and pinned him. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they hit. Yeah, it was like so, exhaustion, wasn't it? So when when the, the match reached, when the, when the cash in happens, hustle comes in. Hustle tries to get Lance. Lance super kicks him. him does the same spot, but hustle kicks out. And then Hustle hits his finisher and, yeah, pins Lance to win oh. the title. And it was it was beautiful because there were, like, legitimately kids crying, like, in the crowd when this happened. Yeah, yeah. His, um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was crying when Lance won and then I felt like my heart had shattered. Like... <laughs> it was, per- it was so well... I-, I said to you, the only thing I could compare it to was when... Champa turned and Gargano, like right at the end of that takeover. It was like at the very, you, know, you thought, oh, he's fine. He's made it back to the, to the back. Now he's, he's safe. safe in the woods. Yeah. But then as soon, like at the last possible second, and as soon as Hustle came out, you just, you just got that horrible feeling. You're like, oh shit, like, I know what's happening here. Especially as the amount of times I've seen people bring out briefcases in TNT, nothing come of them. Yeah. This was very much a, oh, it's fine. They'll just show it and it'll be fine. That's what I was like reassuring myself in my head. I was like, I was like, he's not going to catch like, it. In. He's not catching it. In. Oh, wait, the bells rang. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible realization for me. I was like, oh, no. Lance is in no condition for this. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Lance just looked, and Lance sold it so well. He looked like, he looked like someone just shot his dog. Like yeah. after, after the match, he looked so dejected. Like the crowd were just. Just devastated. Like, and then for the entire of the rumble, me and you were like, Lance is going to come out in a minute. Lance is going to come out in a minute. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine if they've said he's going to get a title shot. A title August. shot on the 31st of August, which we will be at. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, right then, so we're moving on to the, the main event, which is the 30-man rumble, or 30-person rumble, to determine yep. the number one contender for the wrestling world. Or when he gets a title shot of their opportunity, of their, of their choosing, basically. Mm-hmm. So they become the one contender for whichever belt they'd like. Um, so yeah, we started out with Matthew, Matthew Brooks. Brooks. Well, it, he was second in, wasn't he? First in was someone else. Can't remember who. But yeah, Matthew Brooks. That's one to talk about. So Matthew Brooks comes out again. The, the Disney theme, sort of running, running through the show like a stick of rock all the way through. It was um, brilliant. Matthew Brooks comes out in like full Maui gear, singing what I can only assume was a... You're welcome. So it was like his own version of it. Yeah, him. it was like a, a modified version of one of the songs from Moana, which was phenomenal. And he got he got the rock, he got the rock, because I love Moana anyway. It's a great film. Um, but he got the, the fact that he not only made the lyrics really well, the fact that he hit every single like like rhythm and everything, it was just on point. Well, as as we were discussing before we started the recording, he is also a trained opera singer as well as a wrestler. So this was he, this was perfectly within his wheelhouse to do this, and it was it was incredible. Yeah, it really was. It was so good. Uh, so we, obviously, we, we don't have time to 
uh, or the memory, quite frankly, to, to break down the entire 30-person rumble. But a couple of highlights, uh, Lucia Lee came out, which was awesome, in her like sort of Kill Bill inspired gear, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lucy Sky got a big pop as Lucy well. Lucy Sky got a huge pop and just devastated everyone as well, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Padre po- Quinlan made his debut and stayed in there for so long. Like, See the guy in the pink trucks. Players. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the first ones to start. So I saw him come out, and like, this guy's going to last 30 seconds. And, <laughs> and then he, just didn't. He just stuck around. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, Polish Barry got a big pop. Oh, Polish Barry. I'm so glad that I got to see him wrestle. Um, What was it? Uh, Wesker came out, and he, he formed, like, an uneasy alliance with Lucia Lee, which was cool. Uh, Alice Inc., who was the other woman with all the tattoos, she did. She was there for a long time. She did loads. That was great. We had, um, we had all the demon boys as well, like Abaddon. Abaddon um, and the other guy, Drill. Yeah, yeah, they were they, they were great. He was they led had, up by like they, a priest. They had like a spooky farmer priest. Yeah, <laughs> who was just sort of running around with like a straw like hat a on. Yeah. So um, like, we also had um, Scott Oberman as well. Yeah, well, Scott Oberman and Dan Evans, the both of the Merseyside Mercenary Squad, and that was really cool. So they came out back to back, and Oberman came out first, and he just sort of stood at the top of the ramp, so yeah, not going in yet. Yeah, that was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> Waited it was so for his tag partner to come out and then they both went in together, which was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, loads of really cool people. Uh, Sean Only, uh, yeah. he was he went he went deep. Um, RPD, obviously, um, yeah. was the big was the big. Pop. He got a huge pop when he came out. Yeah, and um, Chucky Thunder lasted like what, like two seconds? Yeah, but it was but worth it. Was it. Very funny. It, it was, was worth brilliant. it just for the entrance. He made it. He made it work. <laughs> that was that was phenomenal. Uh, Tommy Jackson got in as well, who was the leader of uh, Van Gentleman Society. Yeah, and then and then we had Mr. GM teacher himself, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, he yeah he well he sent one of his students in or his son or something. Yeah. They he, they got eliminated straight away. So then he went in, then he got eliminated straight away, which, which was, was great. yeah. You look you look at it was like a it was a proper like. Um, Cartoon villain. Yeah, who's the guy? It was like a proper Santana, um, Santino Morella spot, wasn't it? Where he just went yeah. in and immediately got thrown out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, yeah, that that rumble was brilliant. Honestly, like, yeah, and the at the point I was like losing track of the numbers, but as it got further down, I was like, oh. To be fair, oh, wow. Mike Angus lost track of the numbers. Like I said to you, he announced the 14th entrance about three times. <laughs> he said he said three different people were entering number 14, but we, we got there in the end. To yeah. be fair, to, to be we fair, got to, down to the final four. Didn't to we? be fair to Mad Dog, there were the sound, there was some sound issues, and there was some, mm-hmm. there was some, but they they, they powered through, and the, the, it did nothing suffered. It was great, uh, no. and and they got the right number of people in the end, so it was all good. Yeah, we had a. Um... So we had the Merseyside Murder Squad, Mercenary Squad. I keep saying Murder Squad. Um, RPD and the other, um, like Sean only. Sean only, yeah. And I thought through the entire thing, I was like, it's either going to be Scott because I like Scott or um, RP. I was like, it's going to be down to them too. Well, so you thought, like, obviously, with Malone winning the belt, you think they might want a big face, and you're thinking RPD is the guy, like, he's, he's the beloved baby face, isn't he? Just everywhere he goes, though, like, not just in Wrestle yeah. Island, it's like just so but then, good. But, but, but Merseyside Mercy Squad was so dominant since they came in. Like they were working together, they eliminated loads of people. Yeah, they got down. They they were two of the last four. So you're thinking, oh no, what if what if they just sort of take over and and sort of dominate from here on in? But in true, I mean, it was very like what happened in was it the last rumble or the rumble before where you had the tag attacked two guys working together and then they just got thrown. They just get thrown out all of a sudden. They got reversed. They both went to throw. Uh, Sean and RPD out, and then they they flipped it around and threw them both out instead at the same time. Yeah, it was very good. He, 
And then and then we got Sean, and Sean thought he'd won. Yeah, so he throws RPD over the top ropes. RPD holds on. Sean turns around, drops to his knees. He's giving it loads. And then RPD gets up as Sean goes to the ropes. RPD, he's got that boxing pedigree. He gets a couple of big body shots. Oh, he's so good with them, isn't he? You can really see it when he fights. And yeah, he manages to send Sean over the top. RPD wins the rumble. The crowd goes nuts. Nuts. Like, absolutely ballistic. And he has the most wholesome celebration where he gets all the kids in. Yeah, like literally every kid in the in the in the arena just runs uh, into the ring and jumped, and he's there just celebrating with them all. It was phenomenal. It was it was a real feel good ending. Yeah, it was so good. Honestly, like I can't wait for the next one. I'm actually really excited. <laughs> I yeah, and it was so. The, 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 we'll, we'll we'll talk in like sort of about the show as an overall. It was I mean it was incredibly good value. It was, it was three hours of wrestling for a tenner. Which yeah. you don't get anything for a ten of these days. You can't even get two pints for a ten in most places. Yeah, it was phenomenal. You definitely could there though. Like, oh, absolutely, have really good prices. Yeah, everything, everything, was, everything was super. It was it was just a really well considered show. It's the type of place you could take you could take your kids out, and it's oh, not gonna, and it's not going to bankrupt you. You know, they're not there to just like. I mean, we're, we're, so we're, I'm not. I have no really. I have no connection with wrestling whatsoever. Not at all. We're not being like. Paid to do this or say this. This is our own opinions. Uh, I'm gushing. I'm gushing about them because they ran a really, really good show. And it's like we said, 300 fans there on the same day as the Liverpool Victory Parade. They're obviously doing something right. People are really receptive to it. They're not taking the piss with anything like the prices or the way they run the show or anything like that. It's all centered around custom, like it's centered on fan experience. Almost like everything is just everything just made sense. It was it was really, really well done. I can't. And as well, if you're worried about travel-wise, it's literally around the corner from Rock Ferry. So we had no idea where we were going, and we got out the train at Rock Ferry. And was like, oh, there it is. You could like see it from the platform. You could see it from the train. Yeah, it was so good. So if you ever have worries about getting about ease of getting there, because you hear something's not in town, that was my reservation first when I first heard about Wrestland. I was like, what if it's really out the way? But it wasn't at all. It was great. Yeah. yeah, and the fans were lovely. We spoke to a couple of the fans after the show, and oh, they were they were yeah. they were so nice. And everyone was like, everyone was really hyped because it was double on often day as well. So everyone was like in a wrestling mood, yeah, They're ready for the wrestles. But yeah, it was really nice to just speak to people. And yeah, I I'm the type of person that loves making friends anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the next one. So yeah, I mean, I, I can only I can only recommend. Wrestle Island unreservedly. It was five stars. Yeah, it, it was. It was just as a, as a whole experience as a three hour wrestling show. It was exceptional value. It was super good fun. And it flew. As oh well. my god! Yeah, you said to me like it's nearly after, five. You yeah, like I thought like before the main before the rumble started. You're like yeah, it's like it's like gone off four. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. If you had to pick a match of the day, what one would what would you say? Oh man. Um got to be it's got to be harley winning the women's women's belt that made me so happy and i would have picked lance but it hit my heart <laughs> i'm still not over it and... you know, i think i'm with you on that i think i think harley alexis was if I, I think it was definitely the moment of the of the day and it was probably on paper the match of the day as well and you look at the ring action i thought they were they, they just did, they did everything didn't they? they left it all out there yeah and i've just looked here finisher is the rude awakening that's what it's called. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it was great. I loved it. I'm so made up for Harley. I'm excited to see again how this bleeds over into exhibition matches, the next ignition as well. Yeah. 
So um, that'll be nice. Yeah, so that's it. That's it from us then. That's, that's the show. Like I say, if, if you get a chance to go to the next wrestling show, if, if you're free, it's on a, definitely normally on Sundays, are they? Please yeah. do think about it because it was it was exceptional good value, exceptional good fun. It's a, it's a promotion that really does deserve your support. And it was um, one last thing to throw out as well. Um, the chaps from Progress were there as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, putting putting it up on um, Insta. Yeah, which is good to see them like sort of you know spending as much time as possible like supporting the local wrestling scene. So if they can do it, so can you. Yeah, totally. If 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 we can have super strong Sal sixteen at the weekend. If Lee McAtee has got time to come to a wrestling <laughs> show in between booking a tournament the next weekend, then what's your excuse? Go yeah, on, get down. exactly. Get down. We'll see you there. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much for joining us for this special review episode. Uh, we'll hopefully do another one of these after the next show. Once if we yes. get to, to go to that, hopefully we will. But yeah, as always, uh, thank you very much, Faye, for joining me. No problem at all. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, as always, stay safe, enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast Housing. (laughs) 